Welcome to LoSWR, another podcast for the radio amateur. My name is Rich, KD0RG. And my name is Brady, AC0XR. You've tuned in to episode number 36. The date is May 27th, 2000 plus 13. <laughs> and it's been a while. And Brady's staring off into the ether. What is he looking at? He's looking at a text window on Sparky Linux. He's working on something diligently. Well, it's been uh, months, months since we our last one. Um, I think we forgot uh, what was going on last time. November sweepstakes. How'd you do? Well, I think we... Well, actually, we did place first uh, place in our category again. Yes, the very few entries into the multi-operator low-power category for Colorado. <laughs> uh, but we did get the clean sweep, and I, I saw in QST, it was like... I don't know, it was a relatively lo low number that got the clean sweep. Yeah, what was the... Oh, the last one was Ontario East. I think that was the hardest one to get. I think they agreed with you in QST. They had the least... Or that was the, the greatest number of people missed that in order to get a clean sweep. Like, they got everything else other than Ontario East. But it, I think we got them twice. Yes, we did, actually. Um, yeah, it was actually kind of neat because I had heard... Uh, well, it was the first Ontario East I had actually ever heard in the contest, and I heard him answering someone else. So I went up the band a couple kilohertz and called him, and then he came back. And then later on, I heard um, another Ontario East calling CQ, and it was interesting because nobody was answering him. And on the uh, the spotting cluster network there, everyone was complaining about how they couldn't hear Ontario East, and this guy's just sitting, uh, um, sitting there calling CQ and no one's answering him. So anyway, it was pretty neat. Uh, they just weren't listening in the right place. Yeah, uh, that, that wasn't. He. I'm glad you told the story about how you um, how you jumped up in front of him. I think he, I think he was tuned, he was moving up the band, right? You you kind of noticed that he was moving up the band. I more predicted that he was moving up the band, and I hoped I was right. Because oh, <laughs> most people turn the knobs to the right and not the left. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I think was that the last uh, contest? I think uh, that that. I think we did. That's the last contest we did together. I know, but uh, were you in any others since then? Um, not majorly. You'd think I'd know. I live in the same house, but you know how those things go. We, because uh, it got busier here, and I think um, we had a, another baby back in August, and I think we forgot to tell you in the last show. <laughs> but Emily was born, so now we got three boys, two girls. It's evening out. Has uh, there, there's more for Brady to do too, because he's the oldest. Yeah, that's true. But she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So maybe that's why uh, we haven't been getting shows out. There, there's, uh, there's a lot more to do around here. Okay. Uh, speaking of contests, we are thinking about participating in field day. And this is really the main reason we uh, – well, this is the big push that got us to get this show out. This is the only reason we made a show today, so you better listen good. Listen up, kids. Um, we are going to be doing uh, sweepstakes, and this year we aren't going to be doing it with... Field day? Yeah, sorry, field day. Uh, this year we aren't going to be doing it with the Bark Juniors. And so um, we looked at... Uh, we did this very professionally, and we actually did pre-show research and not post-production research. Uh, we looked through all the logs received for... 2000. Brady did. I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Uh, 2011, 2012 field day. And they're about to see uh, which state out of Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, and Wyoming, uh, to see which state 
had the least QSOs made from it. Now, there's this one club in Wyoming. Do you recall the call sign? WY7FD? Yes, that's it. Um, He's like the uh, Rocky Mountain section something or another I saw the other day. The section manager? It's not the manager, but he's uh, has something to do with something or another, some official capacity. The regional contest manager or something? I don't know if there's such a thing. I don't know either, but yeah, anyway. Anyway, so if he is on, but... I think in 2010 or something like that, he wasn't. But if that, well, I think it's a club, is on, they make quite a few contacts, like probably more than all the other contacts uh, from Wyoming put together, uh, quite a few. Um, and so if he's not on, then Wyoming is the rarest uh, state in out of those four in field day. But if he is on, then in Nebraska. And so we are asking you to uh, send in your... Uh, vote, if you will, for which state you would prefer us to go to, uh, Nebraska or Wyoming, for field day. So Nebraska or Wyoming, that's the big uh, the big question that we have for you. Where should we go to? And it looks like I can do a free online poll at Easy Polls. And uh, so there will be a link in the show notes, or you can just um, email us, or you can call us. If you go to LoSWR.com now, I think on the Contact Us page, I put... Um, Oh, that's not the right page. I put uh, the phone number. You can you can call in uh, to the phone number and and um, Brady's gonna check. Oh yeah, see there. Call now six zero two four five six ninety seven ninety seven. And I can't seem. To, this is what the page says. I can't seem to get the form to work. So you can try this. So there's a click me, call me button, and it'll uh, uh, Google will try to connect to you for free, and then you can leave a message, or then the email addresses are there. Um, as well for Brady or me, and um, so you can try that. Or I'll put a link too for this easy poll thing. Um, and we need to know Wyoming or Nebraska. Dun, 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 dun. Should there? What should the deadline be? Uh, we can we can go. How about we go till that uh, the weekend before? So well, June fifteenth is the Saturday before. So. Uh. Er- how about zero Zulu uh, June sixth eighteenth? Uh, so um, zero Zulu on Monday. Yep, that'll work. That'll work. Whatever Brady said, zero Zulu. <laughs> so is that um, is that m- midnight of <laughs> the Monday? Is that eleven fifty nine, eleven fifty nine, and a little more on Monday, or is that twelve plus a little bit on uh, or zero 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 plus a little bit on Tuesday? Well, it's. Never mind. I don't know. I'm confusing myself. It's the exact start of Monday at midnight because the day starts at. Keep talking. I'll fill out the poll. And so uh, it would be the exact start of Monday. So anyway, I'm sure no one's going to be uh, staying up that late uh, trying to get their entry. And so anyway, as long as you get it in the weekend before field day, then uh, we'll get it in there. And, you know, perhaps we'll probably go up there on Friday. And so if you need, uh, well, Wyoming or Nebraska, whichever one it is, perhaps we could sked people too. If anyone's interested, uh, you should tell us when you email us or contact us or whatever. Uh, See if you can put a box for that in the poll. Okay. Um, For the sked? Uh, Yeah, in case anyone wants to, because 
this is kind of off track, but um, we asked Tom, K5JK, uh, someone from the Bark Junior Club. He is our first official vote, actually. He uh, suggested Wyoming because he once um, QSOed somebody from Wyoming, and he was really happy to get the contact, and the guy told him he was going to confirm it on LOTW and all that. And uh, the guy never actually did, so Tom still needs his QSO confirmed from Wyoming. So he uh, suggests we go to Wyoming. So uh, Tom is our official first um vote so Wyoming is leading in the poll I'm going to I'm going to put four choices on there there's going to be Wyoming and Nebraska but then for each one there's also going to be which call sign should we use Brady's AC0XR or mine KD0RG it's just going to be the two of us so uh there'll be it's it's uh four choices altogether Wyoming with me Wyoming with Brady Wyoming with <laughs> I'm adding choices as we go. All right, you get the idea. Let's move along. Um, okay, and I I just uh, thought this out just now. My call sign on voice is 11 syllables long. Uh, that's Alpha Charlie Zero X-Ray Radio. A kilo Delta Zero Romeo Golf is one syllable shorter on voice. So uh, that is the advantage there. Um, I don't know. I can't think uh, this out and talk at the same time. So I'll get back to you on the CW um, speed, uh, which one's faster on CW, but we'll see. Um, we're planning a, uh, a little operation for field day. It should uh, be a lot of fun. So we'll see what we can do there. And uh, we'd love to hear your vote. So anyway, all right. Okay, um, let's see, he's filling out the polls uh, as we speak. Well, what do you want to talk about next here? Well, I just want to say that I the first choice is Wyoming as KD0RG. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll finish that later because it's on the same computer that we're recording. It's probably not a good idea. Um, okay, so we've got that. Uh, next is Catherine's 90th birthday. Catherine is a is a lady that we know. Her son was a ham. Uh, was unfortunately he's a silent key now. K zero G K R Allen and Allen used to uh, be a security guard. He'd stay up late working nights, and so he got to talk to all of us other guys working nights. <laughs> so that was cool, and uh, he was he was a really uh, really nice guy, and I kind of uh, got to know him just a little bit. But he had a, a massive heart attack. He was. Oh, he was young. I think he was uh, late 50s, perhaps. So anyway, um, then uh, we, we got to know Catherine. We go and visit her. We, we, uh, you know, we get her groceries every now and then and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, it's her 90th birthday. She doesn't really have a whole lot of people uh, um, left around to celebrate with her. So I thought it would be a great idea if you guys sent her a card and you can send it to uh, the P.O. box that's uh, listed for either Brady or I um, on QRZ. Oh, if you have to go to QRZ, you can. If you go to QRZ and you go to my page, you'll see a link to HamQTH. And that is another episode all in itself. <laughs> so uh, you can find the address. Send us a card for Catherine. Catherine Elder, E-L-D-E-R. Her son was K-0-G-K-R, Ellen. And uh, she's going to be 90 on July 3rd. So uh, we need those cards. So you've got two things, lots of homework this episode. You've got a card for Catherine. She's going to be 90. And uh, you, can, you can just say anything. You can just say, hey, Rich and Brady wanted me to say happy birthday to you. 
Or what else? Graham's looking at me, my other son. What else could they say, Graham? Shrugs his shoulders. How about you, Colby? What about, uh, um, oh, well, I don't know. Anything. Just anything. Anything that would uh, make her day happier. Now, um, this is kind of on a side note, but uh, only a few people will understand this, if anyone understands this at all, but you should really look it up using links, either version. (laughs) You know that you are a Linux guru when you can search the Internet from the command line. (laughs) All right. Brady has been quite busy uh, on the computers, uh, just recently released his... Key. Oh, let me tell you more about Catherine. Here, there. Well, there's a lot. Well, she's ninety. You know, she lived. She lived a long life. I think she was a Marine nurse during World War II. Did I get that right? Yeah, I believe that's right. And uh, I don't think she ever went overseas. But uh, wait, what, Graham? Uh, yes, she's she's seen she's seen everything. So yeah, Brady's looking up Lois. What are you looking up? Oh, HamQTH with links, the text browser. <laughs> so. Um, uh, a Christian woman. Uh, let's see. Can you? Foxy. Oh, yeah, Foxy. There's Foxy. Foxy is her little dog. Uh, and, yeah, anyway, she's going to be 90. Send us a card, please. Uh, I think that would be cool if we got, like, a bunch of cards for her, you know? Yeah, it would be. That would be pretty neat. Um, for the uh, Windows people who don't know what Lynx is um, and you're kind of listening with uh, blank can you think back to Windows 3.1? Uh, if you go under, oh, I don't need, probably if it, you click on the start button and then it might be under accessories and then command prompt, um, a black window will open up with um, with text in it. It's uh, With the C prompt. The C prompt, yes. Okay. Um, and then, well, Lynx is a, a Linux thing, well, a Unix thing, really, where you can... Um, browse the internet using that command prompt but there are no uh, pictures or movies or anything it's just a text anyway yes all right well let's uh let's <laughs> yeah i i have this joke it's not necessarily for this audience um but yeah it's oh you know you're a linux nerd or a linux geek or a linux guru when you can blank and then the punchline is from the command line so when you can set up your wireless networking from the command line and break yeah the, yeah here it goes when you can uh i don't know what else um <laughs> what else could you do surf the internet from the command line of course uh oh edit pictures from the command line crop a photo from the command line anyway you get the point uh, yes, we'll we'll get onto that a little later, uh, actually, or maybe now. Uh... Yeah, when you can edit video from the command line. Uh, all right, Brady has uh, uh, been hacking away at code. Uh, let's see. The first one we'll talk about is the QSL.net forward slash AC0XR, his QRSS grabber. Yeah, uh, and I hope um, you all know what QRSS is. Uh, we've mentioned it here. It's really slow CW, um, like a dit lasts three seconds or six seconds or um anyway and then you've actually used um to receive these signals it obvi it obviously would be kind of hard to decode using uh the human ear so you use a uh, spectrograph similar to like fl digi uh, for digital modes or something like that and you visually decode the CW and so that of course helps because you don't have to be uh, listening to the audio for such a long time and um, the computer software that uh, makes the image is much more sensitive than your ear and you can see things uh, on the computer even if you can't 
if you couldn't hear the actual signal. So um, anyway, in a grabber is where someone sets up uh, one of these spectrographs and takes a snapshot of their spectrograph software every X amount of minutes and then uploads the image to the internet so that everyone can see it. And um, so far, my I just have a 30-meter grabber. That's where most of the QRSS um, beacons, if you will, uh, although they're technically uh, MEPTs, uh, Manned Experimental Propagation Transmitters. Um, the manned, I think, is a very loose <laughs> term, used loosely in the uh, in the fraternity. Yes, but technically they are. Um, and so I uh, have set up my 30-meter grabber. The uh, link for that, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's qsl.net slash ac0xr slash 30mgrabber.html uh, because I'm considering... Um, putting up grabbers for other bands too um i don't know if i'll ever do that but i just uh thought it might be interesting to do that so anyway i'm using uh aj4 uh scott aj4 vd's qrss vd software and there are uh, other alternatives for software um there's the popular windows program uh, argo and that will run under wine on linux um but I uh, like to go the native route, and uh, QRSSVD is written in Python, and so that'll run uh, natively on Linux, although I am using OpenBSD for the grabber. <laughs> and um, so I, uh, QRSSVD is great because the images are rather high resolution. You can... resolution. Um, they're, they're zoomed in closer than other images from other softwares, uh, will be and then it also includes an image stitcher that will stitch images together so you can have a picture um, that you upload online capturing many hours I have my first picture I have is uh, just spanning the last 12 minutes and then I also have one that spans an hour and then the really cool one is the one that spans 10 hours and you can see propagation changes from day to night and signal fading and signal drift and stuff it's pretty neat um, but all this uh, neat functionality um, does eat up your um, memory quite a bit. Uh, that's kind of what we're getting to here, but it uh, definitely is a rather heavy load for the computer to handle. Yeah, and it and I think, um, Brady, you had to modify the, the code a little bit to, what was it? Was it uploading not, not correctly? And I'm worried. It's, it's on QSL.net. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, QSL.net. You as a ham, uh, as a licensed amateur, can get a free little uh, web page, website, whatever you want to call it, there at qsl.net. That is run by KA9FOX, and I think his name is Scott as well, um, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, for free, and I'm a little worried because Brady sends up a, a one meg. It's almost one one meg picture about every ten minutes. <laughs> They're like 860K, aren't they? No. I, well, there's the one I do every 12 minutes, and that's only like 65K. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, the uh, the 10-hour the picture, it's, it's a little hard to pull a call sign out of that, but you can see uh, drift. You'll see, you'll see signals that, that move up. <laughs> move up the uh the picture it's really neat and then yeah you can you can look at the propagation and uh let's see he's looking at the archived captures yeah anyway um okay i'll i'll uh i'll give the mic back to brady
he says um, on the acceptable use policy or whatever that there is no limit. <laughs> um, there's no limit for what you can upload as long as it's relevant amateur radio information or something to that effect. And it does say that if they want you to take it off, they'll email you and you have 48 hours to get rid of whatever they don't like. So if they don't like that I'm uploading these, well, you could argue that they're large images, <laughs> which they are. Uh, if they don't like it, they can always email me and I'll be more than happy to take them down for them. Yes, ab absolutely. No, I'm just just saying you're you're uh, you're testing the limits. And yeah, it's Scott Nieder, KA9FOX, and he also runs QTH uh, dot com or dot net. I'm not sure, but that's uh, there's a QTH dot net forward slash swap is a very nice uh, um, swap list, if you will. And uh, there's a bunch of other stuff on um, QTH there. So QTH.net and QSL.net, very, very good, uh, very good sites. And QSL.net has hundreds or thousands of uh, ham radio related websites. If you want to just put up a page, it'll be, you know, QSL.net forward slash your call sign. And, um, and you can just do anything. I'm thinking about putting our uh, RSS feed over there. Yes, instead of the WordPress blog. Yeah, the WordPress blog, feed burner, Google. <laughs> it's a it's a mess right now. All right. So um I I I will say this grabber came about due to a grant from the Gordon Propagation Research Fund. True, because we did have a computer I was already using for this, but it just wasn't going to cut uh it just wasn't going to handle QRSS, uh, so we had to get a, another computer. What was the computer? It was like a 700 megahertz. Um, oh, it was a, a mini ITX, uh, which is a very small computer, and it was, yeah, like 700 megahertz, and uh, I, it was 512 uh, megs of RAM. It just couldn't quite handle it. It'll work for like uh, an IRLP node or, or an Echolink node or something like that, but just it wouldn't handle the QRSS VD. It actually would have if I had been content with the 12-minute image, but I wanted to have some larger ones, and the stitcher takes up quite a bit of memory. So anyway, uh, that kind of leads us to our next uh, topic, if you're done with that. I am, and, you know, the last show we mentioned the KE9V article, um, uh, No Kids, No Lills or something like that. You'd have to look in the last show's show notes. Um, but that was kind of how he was saying, hey, let's not lose sleep over not getting kids involved in amateur radio because uh, – and he was kind of saying that, you know, they're they're more interested in a Raspberry Pi than a, than a you know, talking to 20 old guy um, <laughs> but uh, well, on two meters. Um but he he did mention the Raspberry Pi and and um, I just wanted to mention that uh, the there's all this talk about the R Pi and I'm gonna sing one song and then you'll never hear me mention it again. Brady, do do you have can you can you put that um, em emotion into words? Yeah, close enough. Oh brother, he says. Here goes to the tune of American Pop. Pie, pie, bought a Raspberry Pi. Loaded up the Linux, thought I'd give it a try. Turned it on and imagined my surprise. It works, the Raspberry Pi. I did it. There's tons of better alternatives out there. Uh, <laughs> I get no reaction from this audience. What did you say? I get no reaction. Uh, tons of alternatives. The the that that other thing that I sang about is a. Uh, is a $35, and by the time it gets shipped to you, it's $45, and it is, what, a 800 megahertz processor? 
Yeah, the Pi 7 or 800. It is basically a slow computer with a really good graphics chip on it. And unfortunately for, for amateur radio use, that's not necessarily what we need. And good marketing and a good name. Well, I don't know about the mark. Well, somehow it really caught on, and it has a catchy name. It was uh, there was a whole community, and it was all about teaching children programming, and and so what happened? All the middle-aged hobbyists bought them up. Anyway, um, oh, and then also it does not have uh, like VGA um, graphics, so you can't plug it into your VGA monitor, and so you'll need adapters and things, and you'll probably want to buy a dedicated power supply for it, maybe a USB hub, and does it have a sound card? No microphone in, which is a problem. So you'll want to buy a USB sound card, and it just escalates. Right. It's just not real suited for what we need. There's no mic in natively on the board, so you have to you know, buy a $3 USB sound card. But it's still, it's like another thing and another thing and another thing. And by the time you've got one, you know, you're, you're into it, 60 70 bucks. Yeah, because the USB sound card will uh, be so big that it'll cover up another USB port, and so you'll want a hub. Or... That's right. You'll need a hub. And... You know, us being hams, we've got tons of old computers lying around. Now, that's not necessarily the answer either, but you can always uh, scrounge parts. Um, so, so we looked up a lot of alternatives, and um, uh, one of them, the we didn't really find anything at first, but that's because we were limiting our search strictly to like mini computers and such. Um, there are you know plenty old computers that you can find at Swapfest and stuff that'll work, but they aren't very energy. Uh, n no, they're they're not. They're not. So the the stuff that we did come up. With, well, should we just go go down the list of the stuff we looked up? There's there's some called MK802 and MK808. One is a single core. It's like thirty dollars. And these are these are dedicated devices. What are the MKs? They're media boxes. Yeah, they are media boxes. So they're they're kind of configured for something else, but you can um, hack them, if you will, instructions on the Internet. The, the 808 is a dual-core 1.6 gigahertz processor with 1 gig of RAM, and they go for about 40 bucks. New on Amazon. Then we've got the brand new... Um, well, let's talk about the Pogo plug first. We'll get to the better ones better. For, for less than $15 and... You Less than $15 used on eBay. I think we just saw one that went shipped for like under 6 Yeah, it was like 5 bucks shipped. 1.2 gigahertz uh, ARM processor with 256 megabytes of RAM, which is, which is better specs than the original Raspberry Pi. The original Pi only... Oh, 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 maybe every time I say it, I should have to sing the song. I'll sing it in the background. Anyway, now the thing about the Pogo plug is the Pogo plug... And I believe the UG802 and 808, I'm not certain about the UG802 and 808, but they, I'm certain about the Pogo plug. They do not have a, sound, a video card, so you have to hook them up to your internet and then SSH into them in order to set them up. Um, that is the only, no audio either, that is true. Those are the downsides, but I believe the Pogo plug has a USB port. I should check on that. But anyway, if you just want a little something um, for I don't know what, uh, I think they're uh, just neat to play around with, especially the Pogo plug because they're so cheap. Uh, you could use it for something like running a, a dedicated screen with APRS or something like that, uh, something where you didn't need any audio. I'm not sure. There might be audio out because it's probably got HDMI, which has audio an audio out channel. Yeah, I 
Well, I'll check here. The Pogo plug is uh, originally, though, a backup device um, for backing up stuff on your network. I think backing up to the cloud. All right. The 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 next one is uh, something that just came out. It's a one gigahertz processor. I think it's got one gig of RAM. The Beagle Bone Black. I th yeah, I think it's one gig. And it's forty-five bucks. Um, just a little bit more than the uh, the the uh, the other thing, the fruity. 3.14 and uh <laughs> the uh let's see um yeah it 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 has uh tons more input outputs though and I, i'm not sure about the the audio on that and that's the big the big problem we find there's no mic in on any of these devices um so one that i heard about on uh what is arguably and i will agree the best podcast in the universe the no agenda show is the odroid and uh, if you've never heard of the No Agenda show, you should you should give it a try. It's not necessarily family friendly, but that is put on by two ham radio guys, uh, Adam Curry, XMTV VJ, <laughs> and John C. Dvorak, who's a columnist, a uh, tech columnist. Uh, Curry is KF5SLN, and uh, let's see, Dvorak is KJ6LNG, liquid natural gas. Um and uh, yeah, they, they actually talk about uh, amateur radio every now and on, on the show more Curry than Dvorak. Uh, Dvorak is a he probably has an HT in the glove box that never gets turned on. <laughs> but Adam Curry is actually like uh, talked about. Uh, he was talking about this Odroid because he was going to make an SDR transceiver with it uh, and maybe even market it. But I think he's uh, switched gears and went to a, a podcasting box or something. Not sure what he's making, but. Um, uh, Fun show to listen to and uh, very uh, not only entertaining but very um, interesting. Uh, not everyone's cup of tea, I know, but uh, boy, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt you to listen to it. You don't have to agree with everything, but do listen to to the stuff that they dig up, man, because it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Okay, um, so that's the Odroid. The Odroid is a quad core, 1.6 gigahertz quad core uh, with two gigs of RAM. It has a microphone in. And it's $90, but it's another $30 for shipping because I think it comes from Korea. And you do need accessories for it. I think by the time you're done, you're, what, into it like 150 Yeah, yeah, because you, you want to get the 8-gig uh, mini SD card. And they sell a, um, a USB wireless thing um, that has Linux support and um, Android support because it comes natively with uh, Android art. But the Odroid is pretty neat, especially if you're very worried about size. It's well, That one is credit card size, but it comes shipped with a heat sink, too. It's pretty neat. Oh, it's a very small package. It would be perfect for um, uh, a repeater controller or something like that. I think uh, IRLP has... They're, they're talking about uh, adding some kind of repeater controller function. My buddy was telling me about it. Uh, tiny, tiny, you know, I don't know. Smaller than, uh, I'd say, 4 by 4 inches, or 4 by 4 by 4 And, um, yeah, so and I'll, I think all of those run off of a SD card. But anyway, the solution that we came up with um, was a little different. Yeah, it's actually another mini ITX, um, single board computer. Um, it's the 2700 MUD. It is a Intel dual-core 2.3 gigahertz, I believe, something like that, and uh, we got it new off eBay, and I think that was 80 bucks. Yeah, 80 bucks shipped, and um, uh, let's. We did have to buy RAM. That's the thing. Um, we bought RAM for like 17 dollars, four gigs of uh, DDR3 RAM there, 
And it was nice because uh, the because it was also a Mini ITX motherboard. It fit in the case we already had from that other slower Mini ITX thing. It uh, works very well, uh, actually, and it handles QRSS VD just fine. And I noticed uh, Brady has his setup down in the basement. He's got the cover tore off this thing. The hard drive's lying on the desk. The <laughs> The reason being that... In order for the hard drive to be mounted where it should be, there's this metal strip you have to lay across the bore, the main motherboard. It doesn't actually touch it, but it gets in the way. And I didn't want it to uh, overheat from being on all the time. And, you know, it, the cover doesn't need to be on, so the cover's off, the hard drive's out. But it works. It's, you know, anyway. Oh, absolutely. And, and we were able to use an old hard drive that we had. Uh, not very old. It was, a, you know, a pretty good hard drive. But anyway... It was extra to our needs, and let's see. You could have used any any old uh, ATX power supply. That um, and what else did you need? I think that was it. Oh, the nice thing about these mini ITX motherboards is, of course, they have microphone in. Yes, uh, and VGA and several USB ports. Um, oh, and then there's also the old, uh, well, old. I still use it, obviously. A PS2. Um, you, there's a PS2, but it's for mouse or uh, keyboard. So anyway, yeah, um, it's pretty neat and much more functional uh, than some of the, well, most of the mini PCs out there. And I think it had two serial ports. Now, only one on the back panel, but then it had a header for another one. Actually, maybe it's a, I thought it was only a parallel port on the back, and then the serial port there's a header for. I'm not certain, though, but I don't recall there being a serial port actually physically on the back. There's just a header for it. Oh, you're probably right, but a serial port nonetheless, which is nice because a lot of, uh, a lot of us still have gear that, uh, that plugs into that serial port and, and can be used. And I actually um, bought a computer just uh, recently. I put together one. I didn't buy a computer. Oh, yeah, that gets me to another thing. Building versus assembling. I assembled a computer. I shouldn't say I built a computer. I could never build a computer, but I can assemble a computer from parts. And that's what I did. I, I bought a motherboard and a processor and, and you know, assembled it. If you, um, But you can find motherboards out there with uh, serial ports on them. And if you, if you look around, you can get uh, – maybe there's only one on the back, but there might be a header on the board for another one. And then you just get a little you know adapter. Basically, it's a ribbon cable, and it's got the DB9 on one end and a – Oh, that ten pin on the other, and away you go. Yeah, it's uh, pretty easy if you have the um, well adapter or whatever. But um, yeah, what was? Oh, um, I don't want to hear uh, anyone talking about how they built a SDR using a, a FunCube dongle or something like that. Um, <laughs> or what's what's that uh, SDR using the RTL? What is it? It's an RTL one. Uh, I think it's RTL twenty eight thirty two. Um, that is a tad more uh, homebrewish because you the RTL uh, thing there you have to build a converter for in order to receive yeah, HF. Yeah. But uh, that's really another um, topic. But it's not really building. Even even building kits, you put together a kit. You didn't build it as in design. Anyway. Yeah, we we had this discussion, and it's it's this line. I think kits. If you, I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> we should. I don't want to sound too uh, nitpicky here, but yeah, I, I'm okay with somebody saying they built a kit. Yeah. 
That's fine, as long as you say built a kit. If you go and say that you built a 40-meter CW transceiver, QRP uh, f sideband transceiver, when you assembled an MMR-40 or built an MMR-40 kit from uh, Hendrix, you know, there's a difference. Yeah, and there's obviously a gray area. I mean, uh, you know, I, we get back to this thing. It's like everything's been designed already. Uh, most of us aren't designing anything new, but you're putting designed modules together designing by taking already designed modules modules uh like mixers and oscillators and stuff and putting them together I don't know. oh no i i know i it's just um and i uh, <laughs> i i guess i am being nit nitpicky but it's it's kind of like when you do build something and somebody else says oh yeah i i, I built that and you know that they <laughs> you know bought a board from far circuits and put the parts on yeah uh and i'm talking about something a little bigger which you know anyway um when when you uh well all right, all right. when nothing against far circuits either but uh another one that is i don't think in the gray area is uh the uh, the elecraft k2 K kx i don't know if you can get the kx3 in modular but if you put the boards together that's not building either a KX3 is assembled, not not built. Right, but you can get that in modular form, right, where you have to put... I don't, think you, I don't think they let you solder on a KX3. I know, but they give you all the different modules and you screw it together. I think they're just boards that slide in and then they give you, like, some test points to measure the voltage. I Make sure you push the board in hard enough. Okay, I see. Well, anyway. This is why we're the most unpopular show out there. Anyway, uh, this is kind of off topic, but it's, uh, you know. Um, I, I was getting more uh, toward the crowd that says, yeah, we just built this house, but they never actually even, they don't own a hammer. They picked up paint colors. <laughs> but um bump okay. <laughs> losing, losing listeners <laughs> by the minute. This is Lois WR. Okay, what have we got next? Uh, that's probably it, except, uh, Brady also wrote, um, uh, a, a program, um, the, uh, oh yeah, we do this, I, I have so much to learn. Maybe those people are trying to, to teach me something when they say, like, I was thinking about, I've seen people's LinkedIn profiles, people that I know, and it's like, what? Uh, it, but perhaps that's, perhaps that's our mistake in life, Brady. You're a software developer. I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, venture capitalist because I funded your Grabber project. Yes, yes, true. Venture capitalist here, Rich Gordon. Me llamo, no, uh, anyway. Uh, Exarchier is the thing Brady's working on. Exarchier is a ham radio voice and CW keyer for Linux. Quick, before we lose any more listeners, uh, description. Let's let's scroll down there. Exarchier was created due to the lack of CW and voice keyers for Linux. Exarchier is written in Python. It probably won't run on Windows, though. A nice feature is that it has system-wide hotkeys, thanks to... PYX hook and the reason why that's nice is you like a certain logging software like us for field day we're going to use a program called FD log which which we got working on Linux and uh, it's written in Python but if most um, voice keyers out there I don't know if there are any for Linux but you need that window to be what's called uh, focused you you need the window focused so you can't log 
you know, you got to like switch windows, if you will. Well, Brady's XR keyer here solves that. It can run in the background, but the keys are hot. So if I hit the, you know, the square bracket, the left bracket bar for sending CQ, it'll send CQ because um, I'm probably not going to use the left bracket while I'm logging. The bad thing, though, is if you're looking up something online and you do by chance use the left bracket, you'll start sending CW. Um, the the support for the hotkeys is really not the greatest. Um, I haven't completely figured that out. And another bad thing about it is you cannot use combinations of keys, which I'm going to be trying to figure out a better way to do that. But for now, I would suggest sticking with the F keys if anyone um, decides to uh, download it and try it out. Um, I suggest sticking with the F keys, and if some of the F keys are in use on your system, then you'll have to disable some of them. But that is uh, doable um, with XRK here. Uh, and I wanted the en- to emphasize the AND in CW AND voice uh, keys because I believe there are, um, I think there's a CW keyer for Linux uh, out there, but it's not CW AND voice, um, and I really wanted that functionality. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, pretty neat and simple. So if you want to uh, download it and try it out, um, it's at uh, sourceforge.net slash project slash XRKeyer. We'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, the venture capitalist is going to figure out a way to monetize that and then uh, probably uh, form an LLC. And then we'll spin that off into another company and we'll package that in with some other uh... – <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> It's got 22 downloads this week. Holy cow. Unbelievable. Give him some feedback um, because uh, I know nothing about it other than uh, I give him suggestions like <laughs> uh, I think you should uh, put some pre-recorded voice things in there so people can try it out right away. Yeah, I uh, did forget. Uh, I, yeah, I have not done that yet, but it is true. I should put some sample voice files in there. Something like, you're using function key number one on XR Keyer. Congratulations. Yeah, perhaps so. Does that wrap it up? I think we're about done. Yeah, uh, I think should wrap it up. Um, just remember uh, to put in your vote for uh, where we should go on field day and whose call sign we should use. Um, uh, that part is especially important, the uh, call sign and location. And Catherine turns 90. Nine zero ninety. Let's see. Was she around twenty three? When did Maxim die? I don't know. It's probably pretty close. You know, he died down in La Junta, and she lived down in La Junta one time, a long time ago. So, or near there. <laughs> Brady's looking up. Nineteen thirty six. Yeah, it was up at the top there. Let's see, February seventeenth, nineteen thirty six. She was alive when Maxim was alive. Okay, so send her a send her a card care of us <laughs> at low swr this has been episode number 36 thank you all for listening we hope you have a great summer or winter uh, yes <laughs> 73s everybody brady ac0xr and rich kd0rg da da did it did it da da